0: On this episode of Locked on Lightning, the playoffs are finally here. We're a day away from from game one. Casey Hudson of Pucks and Bolts stops by. We talk about it all, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. This episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NHL60 and use code NHL60 for 60% off free shipping. Today on Locked on Lightning, I am joined by Pucks and Bolts host, Casey Hudson. Casey, welcome to the show. First appearance on Locked on Lightning. We've been talking about it for a while, but you finally, we finally got you on. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. And what a better time than playoffs so that we can get through, I don't know, what we're about to expect here. My nerves are all over the place. My confidence is all over the place. But again, I have a good feeling in the midst of all of that.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. I. I think I... We, we just got done talking on your show and, and we agreed, you know, I, well, I said my optimism was at, at five out of 10 yours. I feel like you're a little bit more confident than I am, even though yeah. you seem like you're a little bit more <laughs> nervous than I am. Um, but before we get into any playoffs talk, I really want to get your opinion on, you know, what were your expectations going on, in, going into this season and have they changed as the season went on for what the Lightning accomplished during the regular season?
1: Oh my gosh yeah they absolutely changed. I think one thing maybe growing up in Tampa that I've got to hang on is the emotional roller coaster that is the Tampa Bay Lightning no matter what uh, the pieces are, the health is, no matter what revolves around this team, the roller coaster is there. Uh, my expectations starting off the season I want to say we're Maybe a little low. I wanted to see how they were going to adjust without guys like Ryan McDonough, Andre Palat, especially with the role that Palat played in in playoffs. I mean, we called him playoff tally. So kind of seeing how these new pieces were going to gel. Were we going to see more out of Brandon Hagel? There were so many question marks heading into this season, maybe for the first time in about two or three years for me personally. Um, They didn't start off the strongest. There was some inconsistency. And then after you know they got back from their West Coast tour, we started to see a different team come together. We saw them start to form an identity with these new guys. And then, of course, you know before the second half of the season officially got here, they were riding such a high. Their home streak um, was ridiculous. You were starting to see other lines get involved versus just the top line of Hagel, Point, and Cooch. So an emotional rollercoaster to describe it all. Didn't know what to expect in the beginning, had lower expectations, and then kind of gained confidence once I started to see this group come together heading into the second half of the season before All-Star Week specifically, to say the least.
0: Yeah, I, I think that mine were, it's, it's funny that, that you said they were kind of kind of drawn back in terms of your your expectations. Mine were actually just another Eastern Conference Finals appearance. Really? So <laughs> it's funny. I think our, our opinions of, of this team flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. As the season went on, <laughs> so now that the regular season's over, the and and the Lightning, like we just spoke on about on your show, finished on a, I guess we could say a bumpy bumpy slide there to end the season. Um, what are your expectations for this series now? The the Lightning going in a rematch. There's always that expectation that the intensity is going to be off the charts. Now you sprinkle that the fact that these teams are playing two years in a row. Uh, They're starting in Toronto. Toronto has a ton to prove in some way. I said on your show for our listener, for my listeners that maybe haven't been able to listen yet, that I feel like Toronto is going to be the more relaxed team in this. I feel like Tampa is going to be more so the team that we're not finished yet attitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your expectations for this series?
1: Um, they kind of go back and forth a little bit because where you mentioned the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs may be a little bit more relaxed, I think it's because I think they have a better grasp on their identity. Most of these guys have been together, the pieces that have come in. I think it's just a different looking team in comparison to the Lightning while they have a lot of similarities. I think the Lightning, while they have so many great veterans and unique and different veteran perspectives, they're getting a little heavy on the younger side. So you and I also talked about this on my show. They're not calling it a rebuild yet, but the bottom line is that that's kind of the big picture of things. And I think Toronto already kind of went through their semi rebuild phase. So my expectation for this series is going to be the fact that I love in hockey, you're never going to get the same team twice. So a lot of what happened last year, isn't even going to matter between new pieces and confidence level. And I think that that's going to actually play in the lightning's favor. I think that these young guys want to prove themselves. I think that the way that hockey is growing and changing, um, The Lightning kind of have a new identity where they're not just a skilled fast team. They've brought a huge element of physicality into their game as of late. You've got multiple quality four checkers. You've got multiple guys that don't mind being physical. They don't mind putting their body on the line. Everyone kind of talks so much about Ryan McDonough. And while I couldn't agree more at how we felt his absence, I think we're not giving enough credit to how many guys now will put their body on the line because Ryan McDonough is not in the lineup. So – that's where I think we flip roles and I have a lot more confidence in the Lightning. I think that we don't really know this team. Um, yeah. I think we saw glimmers of what they could be and I think this playoff series is going to show us exactly who they are and I have confidence in who I think they're going to become.
0: Now, you spoke about players that are going to put their bodies on the mo- on the line and and last two times you and I spoke, we spoke extensively about Tanner Janot, but the one player that I feel like is often has been overlooked the last couple of weeks since he came to the Lightning has been Mikey Esma I Thank think he's going, be, uh, he's going to be vital towards this team. He kind of reminds me, um, if you remember, some Lightning fans may remember, he kind of reminds me of a bigger Mitchell Stevens, uh, how Mitchell Stevens was in 2020 for this team. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have some sort of that, that i don't know if he's gonna have the same ability in the face-off circles that we saw from stevens Mm -hmm. um as if you might remember won a big face-off against dallas in the deciding game of that series that eventually sealed uh the the lightning win in that series because you know the 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 stars had the odd man advantage and and they had the the face-off in the lightning zone with i i would say probably five ten seconds left that could have led Mm -hmm. to overtime but what do you see from Mikey Esimont and what do you expect from him in this series? If, you know, obviously there's always that question mark, how much playing time is John Cooper going to give him? But if given the time, what are you expecting from Mikey Esimont?
1: I'm actually so glad that you asked this because I feel like I'm standing on an island alone of how much expectation I have out of, out of AC Mont. For starters, when he first got with the Lightning, I liked what he was doing. Um, he was racking up on shots on goal. He wasn't afraid or hesitant to take a shot, which we know is sometimes a kryptonite with this team. A lot of passing, some hesitation and all of the things. I thought that he could bring an element to this game where he would kind of rub off on the guys to just, you know, start getting those shots going. He's so good with his puck handling skills. I don't think that anyone's talked about that enough. Even through traffic, he has a great tendency to keep the puck on his stick, Um, and he's such an antagonist around the net. He plays a tight game around the net, which can be a a headache for goalies. I think he needs more time, and I feel like we also started to see good things when, unfortunately, Jano went out of the lineup and AC Monk got bumped up. Um, He's not a fourth-line guy, so after they pulled him from the fourth line and put him on the third, we were seeing more of what his skill set could be. Um, he picked up an assist versus the Senators. He had some quality plays there generating offense for these guys and then picked up his first goal as a bull. And I thought that goal was spectacular. I mean, yeah. the angle was great, which that's something that a couple of years ago, if I had to be nitpicky as a fan, I was like, we need a little more unorthodox scoring going on. And I think AC Mont can be the kind of guy to yeah. give that to this roster hit those angles, go for the top shelf, not always be so predictable, but I think he needs more time in the lineup. And I'm hoping that happens in the playoffs because he could be a different look versus the Maple Leafs. They don't know what to expect from him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm i I'm there right with you, Casey. I think AC Mon has been phenomenal since he's come to the team now. He's not as flashy as what we saw from Nick Paul last year, but right. he's, get, he's getting the job done. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, with more ice time, we're going to start to see him kind of solidify himself, like you said, as a third-line guy instead of a fourth-line guy. Now, are there any other players on this team that you think that are not getting the right amount of of attention that could potentially – because we spoke about this on your show, you know, how uh, Braden Point's lack there of of talk around him the last couple of years and, and maybe even this year uh, mm-hmm. that could benefit this Tampa Bay team. But – You know, as you look down the roster, are there any team or any players that are not getting the attention that could potentially be one of those top players that could help the Lightning get past Toronto?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the first guys you and I talked about, or actually the second after Braden Point, was uh, Brandon Hagel. He didn't know what his role was going to be with this team. He got thrown on the third line as soon as he got here last year. Yeah, he picked up one goal versus Toronto, but you could tell he was finding his footing. And then he goes and has a 30 goal season this year. Um, and, you know, picks up 64 points with the guys, which was tremendous. So I think that he's going to have that playoff gear. And I also am putting a lot of expectation on him because I think swag plays a huge role these days. And Hagel has it. He likes to be cocky after he scores. He likes to get in these guys' face, and it gets in their head. And if you can play the mental battle in playoffs, you're going to give yourself a leg up. So that's where I kind of give more uh, conversation to Brandon Hagel. And le- leading the league in takeaways and all the things that he brought to this team this season, that was kind of unexpected. I think that that's going to travel well in playoffs. Um, I kind of have to say, I'm going to go with Anthony Sorelli. You and I touched on him a little bit. I think Sorelli is a gamer. Um, he came in, I think December 3rd was like his first game back with the team. So to have a shorter season, you know, 11 goals, 18 assists, 29 points, two or three of those goals being shorthanded goals. And now he's kind of got his speed under control. He's not ending up in the back of the opponent's net every time he charges at them, which is great. Um, So I think that you said it perfectly on pucks and bolts that now that he's come in later in the season, played from December till now. He's so fresh. He's going to be able to kind of produce extra time on the ice. And he doesn't tire, even though he has such a physical element sure. to his game. You know, he's the pest that you want on your side. And I think because he's going to be so fresh in this, that now his production is going to pick up in this postseason. Um, he's so reliable. Uh, he started to pick up time in the face-off circle. And something else to note, because you mentioned it when you mentioned Stevens, is that – One of the advantages Toronto had on Lightning last year, even though Lightning pulled off the series, every single game, all seven games, they killed the Lightning in the face-off circle. This year, the Lightning were very productive in the face-off circle for majority of the season, and I think that's an edge that they'll have. Sorelli plays a role in that. A healthy Steven Samkos plays a role in that. Um, Even Bellamar has his moments, and Nick Paul has been a reliable guy in the circle. So I'm going to go with uh, Brandon Hagel, Anthony Sorelli, and I don't want to say too much about Nick Paul yet, I think he needs to breathe for a second and maybe show up later in the series.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't see any problems with the, t- with the players that you just listed. So, you know, I as with any hockey team, I think once you get a handful of guys to start producing, I, I think everybody else follows suit. Now, on to the great exciting part of all this, the question, the burning question. What are your predictions for this series and and how, how long do you think it's going to go?
1: Oh my gosh, my worst nightmare. You want to know why this question is so tough for me? Because when I first started covering hockey, everyone was like, you can't lean too much in any direction because superstitions and stuff. So I was scared that I was going to ruin everything just by having a a, a heavy opinion. Um, I've kind of gotten over that by now. I agree with you. I think seven games is going to be the mark with this one. Um, They're just matched up so tightly statistically. And that's where you kind of hope that the right veteran group is going to help them cross the finish line and pull off that win or, you know, these underestimated guys. I think the Lightning have more underestimated guys than the Maple Leafs do, and I think that's going to play in their favor. So I'm going to go with seven games, Lightning take it. I think they make it at least to round two. And uh, you also mentioned the fact that Andre Vasilevsky has that playoff gear that nobody can touch quite yet. And until he does otherwise, you've got to give him the credit that he is due and i think vasi is going to pull this one through for them as well.
0: Yeah, i think so too. I think he has shown a lot of 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 uptick in his play. Even though it hasn't always resulted in a in a win for the Tampa Bay Lightning, i think Vasilevsky has has really improved and has come a long way since the beginning of the season. So, we'll mm-hmm. we'll definitely have you back as this as the series progresses. Uh Casey, thank you for coming on the show. Uh guys guys and gals, you could follow Casey at the sports case, go listen to pucks in Bolt podcast. It's a great podcast about Tampa lightning and yeah, we'll have you on in the near future. Casey, thanks for coming on. Thank you so
1: much, Adam. It's always fun. I enjoy talking with you.
0: We'll get back to the show in just a little bit, but first I want to talk about our friends at athletic greens. Now, did you know that athletic greens is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, Athletic Greens is the right choice with you. It contains just one gram of sugar with no GMOs and no tasty chemicals. And the best part about it is that it costs you less than three dollars a day so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network again that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So once again, thanks to Casey Hudson of the Pucks and Bolts podcast for coming on, chalking it up about the upcoming series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is going to be an exciting one. It really is. I I don't know. I think I'm more excited this year about – this series than I was last year. And I just think because really at the end of the day, we know what we're going to get in terms of in in, really in terms of, of, of intensity, you know, the teams have, at least for the lightning side have changed a little bit since last year. Um, And, and, and like Casey said in our segment, I, I, and I agree 100%. This team, this Lightning team is still trying to find themselves. I think they're still trying to find their identity. And she she hit the nail right on the head. Uh, we've been talking about it all season long here on Locked on Lightning, how really the, the problem with the Lightning has been their inconsistency. And I think that really what it comes down to it is that they haven't been able to find that style of play or kind of that mindset and that chemistry with each other that we have seen in years past where it has led to three straight Stanley cup final appearances where it's led to back-to-back Stanley Stanley cup finals, uh, Stanley cup championships. So it's kind of a fun process for us as people who get to look on the outside who, who obviously aren't playing. We get to look and see the whole process unfold, uh, from the outside, and 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 kind of see these guys uh, figure it out. Now, obviously, when as as ex- exciting as that is, it's going to be stressful to really see the Lightning go and and get this under control right away. I've spoke about it on the Pucks and Bolts podcast. I spoke about it today with Casey as well. How really the thing that has plagued the Lightning throughout the course of the season has been their inability to come in uh, two games early on and take advantage and, and, and really get things going. Uh, In most cases, they've been more of a reactionary team than rather a proactive team. So really it's wishful thinking, especially in an environment such as Toronto where the lightning are going to have to go out and, and really get things going early on because very hostile environment, the Leafs, and I and I still firmly believe that they are in somewhat of the advantage right now, especially these first couple of games. Not because they're at home, but because I feel like to a certain degree they know who they are. Um, they, they know what to expect from themselves, where this Lightning team, you've dealt with injury, you've dealt with lines consistently being changed. Uh, the last couple of weeks we've had this giant question mark as to what exactly – is going on with with John Cooper in terms of having Pat Maroon on the third, Corey Perry on the fourth, um, as well as now thrown into the gates, uh, well thrown into the equation. John Cooper said today that we're not going to expect Tanner Jano to be in Game One of this one, and he, we might see him in the series. I as to the likelihood of seeing him, I think the 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 old cliche is if he could skate, he'll play. And I think that's what the Lightning are probably looking at. So right now, I think more so the 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 idea or the state of mind when it comes to Tanner Genoa's availability is really um, they know he could skate. I think that's what we could all agree on, and that he could do he could be effective. But the thing is, is that if you play him in Game One, is that going to set him back for the rest of the series? I really think that the Lightning are. Taking that into account, you know, it would be great to have him in the lineup in game one, but at the same time, is it worth playing him in game one if you don't have him for two through four? And as we all know in the playoffs, really a guy like Tanner Janelle, a guy like Mikey Essamon, uh, those players who could kind of do a little bit of everything, uh, and make no mistake, Mikey Essamon has really shown that he could do a little bit of everything even though even though it hasn't really resulted in goals or points um he he has the talent he has the potential to and, and maybe I'm kind of reaching for the stars here or maybe this is just wishful thinking but i i said it on the show uh early i believe it was maybe this show the last segment or or maybe the 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 previous show with with Casey Hudson on Pucks and Bolts but I said, he kind of reminds me in a certain way of, of, of Mitchell Stevens, kind of what we saw from him uh, a couple of seasons ago. So the Lightning have the players. Let's face it. They have the players. They have the 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 talent to stack up with Toronto. As As always as the issue is with this team, it's all a matter of execution. It's all a matter of if this team is going to be able to go out there with the right personnel at the right times, as well as uh, capitalize on the advantages that are given to them. Special teams, I mean, we all know, all season, they have been absolutely atrocious. Don't let the stats fool you. So I'm excited for this playoffs series. I'm excited for game one because I I really think, you know, in contrast to what we saw last year, and, and, you know, I'm still flip-flopping on this. You might hear me... Uh, contradict myself multiple times throughout the course of the series, but or or, or at least from now and then tomorrow show. I I'm firm. I'm a firm believer that I think that game one isn't game one is going to be very telling of what we'll see out of this team going forward. At the same time, I wouldn't be the least surprised if we see more so of a kind of a repeat of what last year was. Game one fall flat game two, come out of the gates, you know, not necessarily that's the case what happened last year, but I'm saying we might see kind of something similar with what we saw from the lightning last year in the playoffs, just pretty much up and down as the series progresses. So really, I think that, and I will, I will die on this Hill until I will die on this Hill forever. It really falls back on the, the, the question for the Lightning, can they play well enough to give Andre Vasilevsky a chance in net to be effective? So, wrapping things up on the show, uh, once again, huge thanks to Casey Hudson of the Pucks and Bolts podcast. Uh, Always love speaking with her. Always love talking about Lightning hockey. We're going to have her on probably multiple times throughout the course of the playoffs, at least for as long as tampa is in the the playoff hunt uh i i think that this is going to be an incredible series uh it's going to go seven i think the lightning if it gets to seven all bets are off i think that the i've seen some people online i don't know if these were overconfident lightning fans or or maybe maple leaf fans kind of trying to curse the lightning or give them bad luck but I saw some lightning in five predictions i saw some lightning in six whatever i'd be very shocked and i think maple leaf fans should be shocked as well for their side in terms of the outcome i think any outcome whether it be leafs winning the series or lightning winning the series i would be very shocked if we're sitting here and not talking about a game seven i i I'd be very shocked. I just think these teams, despite the trouble that the lightning have had throughout the course of this season and the issues that they have had, especially with Toronto. I mean, they played decent in that last game against them. I, I still think that there was at that point in time, a lot to be desired in, in that game. I, I, I still think that, you know, there were some things that the lightning could have worked on and, and, I think that that last game of the season against Detroit wasn't exactly telling of what kind of team we're going to get uh, in game one. But I I think that there is really no X ex- unless the Lightning or or the 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 Maple Leafs have a complete meltdown in net. I think that this is going to go seven. Uh, the Maple Leafs have a very good uh goaltending situation there as do the lightning Vasilevsky has really turned it on in recent weeks so uh excited to see that so uh in the meantime subscribe to the podcast follow us wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form we are also available on youtube so go ahead and subscribe to that and the best part about all of that is that we are available wherever for free also subscribe to us on our social media pages lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram. Join us back tomorrow where we'll be talking with the hosts of Locked On Toronto Maple Leafs. We're doing a crossover for that. Excited to talk with those guys once again and preview the upcoming series against the Maple Leafs. So, in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.